0: it lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather and he who controls the weather will control the world how do you like your weather natural or man-made global climate engineering operations are not just a proposal; they've been an ongoing reality for over 75 years. Still, don't believe it? You will. Wait and see. This is Dane Wigington. You're listening to the commercial-free Global Alert News Hour, addressing the most dire and immediate threats we collectively face. Let's start with this from the Texas Tribune news source: Texas farmers start to replant after winter freeze left quote total devastation end quote. Question, can there be any legitimate discussion of the climate or the state of the climate from any perspective without first and foremost addressing the officially denied climate engineering elephant in the sky? In 1962, former U.S. President Lyndon Johnson stated on film and on the record that, quote, he who controls the weather controls the world. And in regard to control, power structure kingpin Henry Kissinger stated the following, quote, Control oil and you control nations. Control food and you control the people. Question Is there a currently prominent individual, an undeniable member of the global oligarchy, that is attempting to acquire total control of global societies by all the means and methods already mentioned and more? Enter Mr. Bill Gates. Many are already aware of and alarmed by the role Gates is playing with the medical-industrial complex, but the tentacles of global control that Bill Gates is a core part of extend much further and into many more aspects of the converging catastrophes that are closing in on us all. An in-depth and shocking expose of Bill Gates, who he really is, what he really is, coming momentarily. Stay tuned. The climate engineers continue to cut off the flow of precipitation into California, and yet another horrific fire season is likely on the near-term horizon, perhaps a part of the plan. We can speculate on the agendas and objectives being carried out, but the fact that climate engineering is completely disrupting the global hydrological cycle is scientifically indisputable. Satellite imagery proves this conclusion beyond any rational doubt. California and countless other parts of the world, in fact, the entire planet, is literally under siege. Climate engineering, geoengineering operations are at the core of the equation. Again, this is not to deny anthropogenic damage to the planet, not at all. But it is to say that there can be no legitimate discussion of anthropogenic global warming without first and foremost acknowledging the climate engineering factor. Our climate engineering, geoengineering operations being used to impact global food production. What other factors are impacting global food production and who is steering that ship? Again, I'll get to that in a moment. First, these breaking headline reports from the New York Times and other sources. The coronavirus is threatening a comeback. Here's how to stop it. End quote from the New York Times headline. From that report, this excerpt, many scientists are expecting another rise in infections, but this time the surge will be blunted by vaccines, they say, and hopefully widespread caution the report continues By summer, Americans may be looking at a return to, quote, normal life. Don't count on that at all. Our former reality is gone. It's not coming back. I've said that from day one with this scenario. I said it long before the scenario. I said this kind of scenario was coming because that's what data indicated. As biosphere collapse becomes impossible to hide, the global power structure desperation will go exponential. Said that for over 10 years. And that time is now. False flag, global conflict, or pathogen release, the three primary elements in the equation cited by gongwatch.org for over a decade. We are in that chapter now. This report from the Times continues saying this, quote, researchers are worried, however, that Americans, even though they're so close to the finish line, may once again underestimate the virus. Forgive me if I rant for a moment before covering more headlines, but about what the New York Times just stated, so close to the finish line or the cliff? What will it take for Americans and citizens of so many other nations around the world to stop blindly believing whatever they're told from so-called official sources and their mainstream media lapdogs? What will it take to prompt an actual investigation of the facts without ideology, without bias, without preconception? What will it take for the current paradigm of willful blindness and denial to be shattered once and for all? How many are, even now, marching like lemmings toward the edge of the abyss, with their fingers in their ears and their eyes wide shut? Consider this quote from George Orwell. People can foresee the future only when it coincides with their own wishes, and the most grossly obvious facts can be ignored when they are unwelcome, End quote. How true that is, how profound that is. The entire CV-19 scenario, and all the fear so many have been trained to feel about it, pales in comparison to the background of already unfolding and accelerating, by the day, biosphere collapse. Even CV-19 is directly connected to the tidal wave of abrupt climate and environmental collapse. It is, in fact, the power structure response to it. Completely engineered winter weather whiplash is again scheduled for the U.S. West. Will they be able to carry it out? That's a question increasingly difficult for the climate engineers to inflict the kind of temperature and weather whiplash scenarios that they have been bombarding the planet with for so long. But if they are successful, this cool down for the U.S. West is just in time to wipe out all the orchards that have already bloomed throughout California's agricultural regions. Again, more detail on what's coming later in this broadcast after I provide an education on the individual that is now the nation's biggest farmland owner. Bill Gates, the same Bill Gates that now seems to run the nation's pharmaceutical-industrial complex, and now it seems again Bill Gates is bent on controlling food production and food supplies. How many know of the doomsday seed vault in the Arctic? Research it. Bill Gates at the core of that equation as well. More headlines, and while I cover these headlines, keep the climate engineering, aka weather warfare factor in mind. This is not, again, a denial of all other sources of human damage to the planet. It's simply to recognize, as I stated over and over, and will continue to do so, there can be no legitimate discussion of climate anything without addressing climate engineering operations, first and foremost. Here's the headline from multiple sources. Global warming poses threat to food chains. From that report, rising temperatures could reduce the efficiency of food chains and threaten the survival of larger animals, new research shows. Could. Again, this is the betrayal of academia. Could, may, might. Pacifying the populations while the walls collapse around us. There is no could, there is no may, there is no might. It's happening now. Collapse is happening now. This statement is like saying if you leap off a hundred-story building, you could get hurt. There's no could, there's no may, there's no might. You will likely die. And that is the course, again, that we are on. And as far as It's stating could affect survival of larger animals. We've lost 70% of Earth's wildlife populations in the last 40 years, and that rate is accelerating by the day. That rate is already outdated. Bottom line, zero hour for no functional wildlife left on planet Earth, which means populations are so low that they cannot continue. 2026, that's how close we are to total collapse. Ozone layer, same scenario. Climate engineering destroying the ozone layer. Anybody who can't feel that is simply not awake. It's very scorching on the skin, on surfaces. Anytime there's full sun, it's scorching trees. It's killing insects. It's killing plankton. That by itself is an existential threat. By itself, if we face no other threats, that threat alone will decide our near-term fate if we remain in the current course. And we still have the could, may, might articles. And populations don't seem to care as long as they can put it off till tomorrow so that their children have zero future. Guess what? It's not coming tomorrow. It's here today. Another headline. Unwelcoming food inflation outpaces incomes with destabilization risks for emerging markets. That's the end of the headline. From that report, food inflation is never welcomed in economies because it can generate social instabilities Prices of staples like grains, sunflower seeds, soybeans, and sugar show no sign of letting up. With global supply chain disruptions, volatile weather, we know a little bit more about that, and China increasing demand. Food prices will likely remain elevated through 2021. They're not going to remain elevated. They're going to continue to skyrocket off the charts. Empty shelves are coming. More on the weather related food destruction from ABC Australia. Cyclone Niran smashes far north Queensland banana crops. Another headline, same theme. This is from the The Guardian, UK Guardian, cyclone wipes out banana crops in far north Queensland. Remember the headline at the beginning of this broadcast about Texas crops being wiped out. And these are just a few examples of what's happening all over the globe. Consider that climate engineering, food production, controlling populations, vaccines, all of it is connected. It's all connected. And who is so completely at the core of all of it? We'll get to that in a moment. An expose on Mr. Bill Gates, revealing a reality that's more shocking than almost any realize, even now, about this individual. Stay tuned. First, my deepest gratitude to each and every individual that's doing their best to stay informed, to wake others with credible data from a credible source, and to help turn the tide of insanity that we are all drowning in by the day. Thank you for your help with sounding the alarm. Reaching a critical mass of awareness, for the record, is the only way forward in this fight. It's our collective efforts that can yet make a difference. This is Dane Wiginton. You're listening to the Global Alert News Hour, episode number 291, March 6th, 2021. This is the bad news broadcast, but it's critical information that covers the issues we must face in so order to have any chance of changing course. This commercial-free frontline news broadcast is brought to you by org and paid for by org. This news hour is broadcast throughout Northern California on KQMS, 1670 AM, 104.9 FM, and 105.7 FM. Saturday mornings from 6 to 7 AM, Sunday mornings same time slot, repeat broadcast. Global alert news is broadcast also on the East Coast by the PRN Radio Network. Wednesdays, 2 p.m. Eastern Time. KQMS is the largest news talk radio station north of Sacramento. Recordings of this broadcast can be found at geoengineeringwatch.org under the recent top stories and radio sections. The latest geoengineeringwatch.org awareness-raising materials can be ordered from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org for our approximate cost of producing and shipping. Our only goal is to get these materials into circulation as fast as possible. They are exponentially more effective at waking others up than verbal communication because as the proverb goes, a picture is worth a thousand words. These are very high quality printed materials with NASA satellite images, copies of the federal gag order on the National Weather Service and no employees. Very condensed, concise information, visually oriented to help wake those around us up. and We need to ask them to do the same, to help wake others up so that we are able to reach a critical mass of awareness in societies as soon as possible. Those in the Reading area of Shasta County can pick up free geoengineeringwatch.org materials from the vitamin section at Orchard Nutrition. Talk to the staff in that section, and they will get those materials for you. A staunch ally in the fight to expose and halt climate engineering is the Gemfair Group, G-E-M-F-A-I-R-E. You can search them online to find out where their events are. There's a geoengineeringwatch.org informational booth at all of the Gemfair events, free geoengineeringwatch.org materials. This event, this weekend, Del Mar, California, started yesterday, ends tomorrow, the Del Mar Fairgrounds. If you're near that area, please show your support for gym fair and get the GeoengineWatch.org materials you need to help wake those around you. Next event for gym fair, Puyallup, Washington, March 12th through March 14th at the Washington State Fair Event Center. Please, if you're near that event, get materials, show your support for gym fair, and help us to wake others in that region. Again, reaching a critical mass of awareness is the only way forward in this fight. And regarding, quote, awareness, it means much more than just, as I stated in last week's broadcast, much more than just knowing about an issue. It means a realization of one's responsibility to the whole, to do their best to make a difference for the better. And if we all adopt such a philosophy that we owe our existence back to the whole, back to the life support systems of this planet, without which we would not be here in the first place without which our children have no future. That's what it means to be aware. A sense of one's own responsibility toward the whole. In addition to knowing what's occurring around us, it's knowing that one has a responsibility toward standing in the gap, toward facing such challenges that our children may have some chance at some sort of a future. What individuals are at the core of undermining everything I just mentioned? Bill Gates certainly comes to mind. But how much does the public actually know about Bill Gates? Not enough. I say that with complete conviction, not enough. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. penned a report titled, Bill Gates and Neo-Feudalism, a closer look at Farmer Bill. Again, Bill Gates, the largest farmland holder in the U.S. now, and that's a fraction of what he is tangled up in. Let's pull back the curtain on Mr. Gates. And after you listen to this information, ask yourself, why would anyone have even the slightest degree of trust in this individual, Bill Gates has quietly made himself the largest owner of farmland in the United States. For a man obsessed with monopoly-like control, the opportunity to also dominate food production must seem irresistible to Gates. Judge Thomas Penfield Jackson, presiding judge in the Gates-Microsoft antitrust fraud case, stated that Gates has a Napoleonic concept of himself, an appetite that derives from power and unalloyed success. The global lockdowns that Bill Gates helped orchestrate and cheerlead have bankrupted more than 100,000 businesses in the U.S. alone and plunged over a billion people into poverty and deadly food insecurity, that, among other devastating harms, has continued to kill 10,000 African children monthly, while at the same time increasing Gates' wealth by 20 billion. Bill Gates is the world's fourth wealthiest man. Gates has been using his vast resources to expand his power over global populations by buying up devalued assets at fire sale prices. Plug that into the farm devastation being caused by extreme weather scenarios with climate engineering at the core of that equation. Who is purchasing that now devalued land? Something to consider. But moving on. The maneuvering for monopoly control over public health, privatizing prisons, online education, and global communications is part of Gates's portfolio while simultaneously promoting digital currencies, high-tech surveillance, data harvesting systems and artificial intelligence. For a man obsessed with monopoly control, the opportunity to also dominate food production must seem again irresistible. According to data in the Land Report, Gates has quietly made himself the largest owner of farmland in the US. The insatiable Bill Gates now owns vast tracts of land across Louisiana, Arkansas, Nebraska, Arizona, Florida, Washington, and 18 other states. Thomas Jefferson believed that the success of America's exemplary struggle to break free of the yoke of European feudalism with a noble experiment in self-governance depended on the perpetual control of the nation's land base by tens of thousands of independent farmers, each with a stake in their own democracy not farm and food production controlled by oligarchs and fascism. So at best, Gates' campaign to fire sale purchase America's agricultural real estate is a signal that feudalism is again at hand. For the record, it's actually much worse than feudalism. At worst, the Bill Gates' buying spree is a harbinger of something far more alarming. The control of global food supplies by a power-hungry megalomaniac with a Napoleon complex Let's examine and explore the context of Gates' stealth purchases as part of his long-term strategy of trying to gain total control over agriculture and food production globally. Beginning in 1984, Gates launched an international biopiracy campaign to achieve vertically integrated dominion over global agricultural production. His empire Now includes vast agricultural lands and massive investments in GMO crops, seed patents, synthetic foods, artificial intelligence, including robotic farm harvesting. Also, commanding positions in massive food corporations, including Coca-Cola, Unilever, Philip Morris, Kraft, General Foods, Kellogg's, Procter & Gamble, and Amazon Whole Foods. Further, Gates is also neck deep with multinationals like Monsanto and Bayer that market chemical pesticides and petrochemical fertilizers. And as should be expected, Gates coordinates these personal investments with taxpayer subsidized grants from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the richest and most powerful organization in all of international aid. His financial partnerships with Big Ag, Big Chemical, Big Food, and his control of international agencies, including some of his own creation, with completely unrestrained power to create captive markets for his products. How much has the CV-19 scenario added to that equation? Former Secretary of State Henry Kissinger, a protege and partner to David Rockefeller, observed and stated that, quote, who controls food supply controls the people. In 2006, Bill and Melinda Gates and the Rockefeller Foundation launched the $424 million alliance for a green revolution in Africa. The Gates and Rockefeller conglomeration promised to double crop productivity and to boost incomes for 30 million small farmers by 2020 while cutting food insecurity in half. At least, that was their promise. Characteristically, Gates' approach to global problems put... Technology and his chemical pharmaceutical and oil industry partners at the center of every solution. No surprise And as it turned out the Bill Gates quote innovative strategy for food production was to force America's failed system of GMO chemical and fossil fuel based agriculture on poor African farmers African agricultural practices have evolved from the land over 10,000 years in forms that promote crop diversity, decentralization, sustainability, private property, self-organization, and local control of seeds. The personal freedom inherent in these localized systems leaves farm families making their own decisions, the masters on their lands, the sovereigns, the directors of their own destinies, continuous innovation by millions of small farmers, maximized sustainable yields and biodiversity. In his ruthless reinvention of colonialism, Gates spent $4.9 billion to dismantle this ancient system and replace it with high-tech, corporatized, industrialized agriculture and chemically dependent monocultures. In summary, extreme centralization and top-down control. Bill Gates forced small African farms to transition to imported commercial seeds, petroleum fertilizers, and pesticides. And for the record, again, for many decades, climate engineering has been a factor in bringing African nations to their knees, cutting off precipitation for those countries, and forcing them to allow U.S. military occupation all over the continent of Africa. All of that is part of the same complex web of cancerous insanity. Keep all that in mind. Gates built a supply chain infrastructure for chemicals and seeds and pressured African governments to spend huge sums on subsidies, also forcing African governments to use draconian penalties and authoritarian control to force farmers to buy his, Bill Gates, costly and destructive goods and to comply with his dictates, Mr. Gates, enforcing his will around the world. Gates made farmers replace traditional, nutritious subsistence crops like sorghum, millet, sweet potato, and cassava with high-yield industrial cash crops like soy and corn, which benefit elite commodity traders but leave poor Africans with little to eat. Both nutrition and productivity plummeted. African soils have grown more sterile with every application of petrochemical fertilizers. As was the case with the Bill Gates African vaccine enterprise, there was neither internal evaluation nor public accountability. The 2020 study, quote, false promises, the Alliance for a Green Revolution in Africa, that's A-G-R-A, is the report card on the Gates cartel's 14-year effort. The investigation concludes that the number of Africans suffering extreme hunger has increased by 30% in the 18 countries that Gates targeted. Rural poverty has metastasized dramatically, and the number of hungry people in these nations has risen to 131 million. Under the Gates plantation system, Africa's rural population have become slaves on their own land to a tyrannical serfdom, high-tech inputs, Mechanization, rigid schedules, draconian conditionalities made up of credits and subsidies that are the defining features of Bill Gates' quote, green revolution. The only entities benefiting from Gates' program are his international corporate partners, particularly Monsanto, in which the Gates Foundation Trust purchased 500,000 shares worth 23 million in 2010. Gates himself even filmed commercials for Monsanto's GMOs, touting them as quote, the solution. To world hunger. That's a scientifically proven, blatant, glaring lie for the record. In a typical example of the Gates criminal behavior, his foundation apparently made his taxpayer subsidize, quote, charitable grants amounting to $10 million, to big ag behemoth Cargill to build his supply chains for GMO soy in South Africa. Africans call Gates' program, quote, neo colonialism or corporate colonialism. Let me detour for just a moment. How many have watched Bill Gates smirk and his wife's smirk when they state that the subsequent waves of CB-19 will, quote, get public attention this time, as if it's some sort of a joke for them? What kind of individuals are we dealing with here? What are these people? Let's continue pulling back the curtain. The Gates Foundation and AGRA claim to be, quote, pro-poor and, quote, pro-environment. But their approach is closely aligned with transnational corporations, such, again, as Monsanto and foreign policy actors like USAID. That's the United States Agency for International Development, which means U.S. procuring resources for the empire from other countries. And they take advantage of food and global climate crises. Again, plug all the dots into that equation. Climate engineering, creating a climate crisis anywhere needed, not to deny anthropogenic climate change not at all but climate engineering can produce drought deluge and everything in between engineered winter weather events all of this a part of the climate engineering portfolio and all of it being used all over the globe climate engineering is the crown jewel of the military industrial complex don't forget that the weapon by which they can bring a country to its knees without the population of that country ever even knowing they were under assault keep that in mind so again, they, i.e. Bill Gates and all the entities he is involved with globally, take advantage of food and global climate crises to promote high-tech, market-based industrial agriculture and generate profits for corporations, even while degrading the environment and disempowering farmers. Their programs are a form of capitalism based on biopiracy. How has and is Bill Gates gaming so much of the civilized world to his own insatiable advantage. Again, I ask this question. Has Bill Gates utilized his software systems to dig up the dirt on countless individuals that are the controllers of the matrix? Has that given Gates the leverage needed to seize so many levers of power and control? Just asking the question. Why wouldn't he do exactly that, given he has the power to do so with his Microsoft systems built into programming all over the world? Let's continue to pull back the curtain. It gets worse. In two thousand and eight, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation announced three hundred and six million in grants to promote high yield, sustainable agriculture among smallholder farmers in sub Saharan Africa and South Asia. The foundation's plans included creation through genetic manipulation of high production drought resistant dairy cows, and the development of proliferation of super crops resistant to climate change and or i.e., climate engineering, as well. In other words, climate change was the premise for more malevolent geoengineering. The Gates ag policies are destroying our planet's climate systems, pushing millions of species to extinction, desertifying the soil, destroying water systems, and enriching the industrialized, militarized, poison cartel. As a note to environmental leaders, Bill Gates is not a friend of the environment. The Gates' climate reform policies have alarmed millions of Americans who see his climate pretenses in context of his ambitions to control humanity and put an end to economic activity and personal freedom. Though, ultimately, the equation is much bigger still. The global elite know that the planet's collapsing life support systems can no longer support global populations. Every day that business as usual continues continues, We have less chance of salvaging anything. But I ask this question. Who gave the global elite the right to decide who lives and who dies? Who gave them that right? Gates profits from all this confusion. The polarization of the climate debate paralyzes reform efforts, thereby preserving the value of his carbon stakes. We all need to recognize who is really behind that green mask. In regard to biopiracy, this quote, A nation... That destroys its soils, destroys itself. That's a quote from President Franklin D. Roosevelt's letter to all state governors, February 1937. Available research has shown clearly that agroecology, based on biodiversity, seed freedom, and food freedom, is essential not just to civil liberties and democracy, but to the future of food and farming, indeed to the future of the human race. For thousands of years, farmers... Innovation and biodiversity evolve together to create the most efficient practices for sustainable food production and biodiversity. The United Nations seminal 2009 study by the International Assessment of Agricultural Knowledge, Science and Technology for Development, that's the IAASTD, has documented the incontrovertible evidence demonstrating the abject failure of the Gates Rockefeller. Quote, "...green revolution to improve on traditional agriculture. The IAASTD developed a team of 900 leading scientists, agronomists, and researchers to study the issue of world hunger. Their comprehensive and definitive report showed that GMO crops are not the answer to food shortfalls on rural poverty." This environmental report definitively concluded that neither Gates' green revolution nor his GMOs can feed the world and at the same time protect the planet. The IAASTD's comprehensive analysis demonstrates that the quote, Green Revolution that the Rockefeller Foundation launched in India and Mexico in the 1960s also was a catastrophe. The chemical path of monocultures has undermined Earth's capacity to support life and food production by destroying biodiversity, soil and water, as well as contributing further to climate change. And let's again plug climate engineering into this entire equation. That is the elephant in the room, in the sky at this point. Climate engineering decimating the planet's Life support systems from top to bottom, destroying the planet's protective layers of the atmosphere, i.e. the ozone layer, contaminating the entire surface of the planet, completely disrupting the hydrological cycle. And understand there is no benevolence in the climate engineering scenario at all. None. It is malevolent in nature, period. It is a weapon of the power structure, period. Academia's denial of the climate engineering factor is far beyond criminal. Pressing on with Gates, the Green Revolution policies subvert food and nutritional security, and disposes small farmers through debt for external inputs. This AIISDD study and numerous other studies show that seed sovereignty, food sovereignty, and knowledge sovereignty are the only viable future for food and farming. The United Nations and the world's top agricultural scientists have admitted that GMOs cannot fight hunger. Traditional farming can Bill Gates has opted to ignore this reality, dismissing science-based evidence in favor of his messianic faith that he is ordained by God to save the world through technology. According to self-proclaimed Dr. Gates, an MD in his own mind, good health only comes in a syringe. And for the record, Gates is the world's biggest vaccine producer. With this same mentality, farmer Bill Gates preaches that good food only comes from monocultures, chemical pesticides, and fertilizers, GMO crops, and patented seeds that he just happens to own. In constructing his agricultural empire, Gates has repeatedly shown himself willing to ignore the voices of scientists and farmers and to trample laws, treaties, traditions, civil rights, science, and sensibilities. Again, how does Gates game so many governments from so many nations? What does he have on them? May his Microsoft matrix have played a part on procuring information on anyone and everyone he needed to do his bidding. You decide. About stealing seeds, since the onset of the Neolithic revolution some 10,000 years ago, farmers and communities have worked to improve yield, taste, nutrition, robust seed qualities that enhance peculiar growth, medicinal, nutritional attributes, and the genetic resilience that allows certain seeds to flourish in particular soil and water conditions or resist predators. These vigorous, indeed ingenious genetics, are the product of a miraculous collaboration between humans, nature, and their creator during humanity's 1,000 generations of intense agricultural innovation. The free exchange of knowledge and seeds among farmers has been the basis for maintaining biodiversity and food security. Since 1979, under the World Bank auspices, a consortium of agricultural research centers known as the Consultative Group on International Agricultural Research, has been collecting these premier seeds from small farmers across the globe and preserving them in 15 independent public seed banks stationed in different countries. That venture sought to archive a complete inventory of heritage seed stocks for the benefit of all humanity so as to preserve crop diversity for the millennia. In the last 17 years, Bill Gates has successfully maneuvered to gain control of those collections compromising 768,578 seeds and to assert monopoly ownership of the world's premier seed inventories. Beginning in 2003, working in coordination with the Rockefeller Foundation, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation pumped 720 million into this seed bank project. As the largest funder of the Project Gates used his financial leverage to force the merger of C.G.I.A.R.'s 15 legally independent centers into one legal entity, a sinister initiative that he calls, quote, Gates Ag One. Gates then moved to orchestrate the transfer of research and seeds from scientific research institutions to commodity based corporations like Bayer and Cargill, with which he, Bill Gates, is a partner. In this way, he's raiding, plundering, and privatizing the seed stockpile for the most promising seeds from indigenous farmers around the world. Gates Ag One's director, Joe Cornelius, is a former executive of Bear Crop Science. Prior to that, he was Monsanto's director of International Development. While working directly with former Monsanto insider Joe Cornelius, Bill Gates has perfected the techniques Monsanto pioneered in the 1980s when it led the push to propagate GMOs and to patent seeds. Gates has made himself the commanding general in Big Data's pirate war to plunder and monopolize the common genomic data of millions of plants bred by peasants over the millennia. Gates funds Diversity seek that's DivSeek, a global project he launched in 2015 to map the genomes and genome sequences of the peasant seed stocks held in seed banks around the world. DivSeq and Gates Ag1 are the tips of his spears, mining seed data to censor out the commons. In other words, to terminate the public's ownership claims of those seeds using artificial intelligence, AI, and Digital Technologies, Gates' minions at DivSeq and ag one scan these seeds and categorize their genetic data to map, patent, and pilfer humanity's global seed stock heritage. Gates bolsters his patent's rationale by using CRISPR technology to selectively edit the heritage seed genomes, making changes sufficient to withstand patent challenges." The principal objective of Mr. Gates is to breed, quote, green revolution varieties engineered to respond to chemical inputs produced by Gates' poison cartel partners Monsanto, Bayer, Dow, DuPont, CropLife, BASF, Syngenta, and others. Gates deliberately robs the seed of its integrity and diversity, erasing evolutionary history and its links to the soil, reducing it all to a simple, quote, code. In this way, Gates captures our planet's genetic diversity, rewrites it patents its code, steals the seeds from humanity, and marries them off to the chemical conglomerates. By centralizing the seed banks and manipulating intellectual property laws, Gates has launched a campaign of, quote, genetic colonialism to rob the world's peasants again and indigenous farmers of their hard-earned seeds and knowledge. Citizens, governments, and farm organizations have written many laws, and governments have adopted international treaties on biodiversity protection. By conning government officials, manipulating intellectual property law, and rewriting seed regulations, Gates has been able to bypass or trample these statutes and treaties and to evade the multilateral governance structures that governments put in place to prevent global corporations from hijacking the planet's biodiversity and the seed commonwealth of the peasants and farmers. Question. How many still think Mr. Bill Gates is here to ensure we all stay healthy? Raise your hand if you believe that blatant lie. Moving on genetically modified organisms. Bill Gates has a missionary-like faith in technology as the solution for every human ill, although we know his true objective is not to preserve human health. That is very clear by his statements, many statements on eugenics and the need to control global populations. Again, this question, are the true motives of Mr. Gates in focus yet? Let's press on. GMO vaccines and medicines are mainstays of the Gates public health enterprise. But is that label appropriate? What are the true objectives and agendas? Consider that Gates funded two scientists that were given the 2020 Nobel Peace Prize for their work on gene editing. Does any of this have anything to do with the mRNA vaccines? You decide. Should such scientists be given a Nobel Peace Prize? Again, I'll let the listener decide. Gates was also one of the largest shareholders of Monsanto, as stated earlier, the world's most aggressive promoter of GMOs and pesticides. The central mission of Gates Ag One is to fly in the face of virtually every independent science and safety assessment in a blind rush to impose Gates untested GMOs, patented seeds, synthetic foods and experimental medicines on humanity. One might expect his Monsanto stake and his partnership with processed food, chemical, and oil companies to discredit Gates' pretensions as a public health advocate. But Gates' massive investments in media journalism in a March 2020 national magazine expose reveals that Gates Foundation has bought Gates guarantees of favorable coverage with two hundred and fifty million in grants to media outlets, including NBC Universal, BBC. NPR, The Guardian, Le Monde, Al Jazeera, and many others to quote, influence the news. Such investments have insulated Gates from the scrutiny and skepticism the media historically applied to malevolent profiteering schemes and rank hypocrisy by power mad billionaires. Money talks, and the billions that Gates and his pharma allies annually pour into public commercial journalism have made Gates the media chief darling. He uses his bi weekly satellite tours of leading cable and network news shows to showcase his mesmerizing power to command softball questioning and fawning deference from bought and paid for hosts, including Anderson Cooper, CNN, David Muir, ABC, MSNBC hosts like Chuck Todd and others who gratefully entertain Gates's lofty prognostication on topics ranging from public health to the economy and agricultural policy. Gates' wealth and power also allowed him to evade government efforts to regulate GMO proliferation. In 2011, when India introduced a moratorium on Gates' genetically modified BT cotton and Roundup Ready crops, Gates shifted his operations to Bangladesh. When the European Court of Justice ruled that gene-edited organisms and GMOs must be heavily regulated to protect public health, Gates launched a lobbying campaign for deregulation across the European community – Gates is currently deploying his billions to orchestrate attacks against GMO and gene editing laws in many of the countries that have imposed safety standards. When scientists and regulators plead that time is essential to accurately assess the safety of gene editing and GMOs, Gates declares that, quote, time is the enemy. Does that sound familiar? Like the warp speed injections now circling the globe? You decide. In 2017, a German human rights group, HBS, published evidence of a Gates secretive campaign to evade democratically imposed restraints on his high-risk gene manipulation experiments. HBS released more than 1,200 emails the group obtained under the U.S. Freedom of Information laws. Those documents show that the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation hired... A very questionable organization, to say the least, to mount an undercover espionage attack aimed at corrupting United Nations officials and sabotaging international efforts to ban an alarming and dangerous new technology called, quote, Gene Drive. Again, I ask, what does Gates have on these individuals to force their compliance anytime and every time he needs that compliance? Gene Drive's. Are at the cutting edge of genetic engineering, synthetic biology, and gene editing. They're tools of choice for eugenicists. All I am trying to do is to convey data of record to listeners for you to decide where these puzzle pieces fit together to form the bigger picture. More data. Scientists use the CRISPR technology to edit genes into an organism's chromosomes to reprogram DNA to switch off the normal rules of genetic inheritance and, quote, drive, end quote, the artificially induced trait through an entire population and spread it to all future generations. Their capacity to permanently alter the genome of an entire species makes gene drives the biological instrument of ultimate power. Stop and consider that gene editing technology could facilitate the Bill Gates schemes to create and patent new and so-called improved species of plants and animals, or to exterminate species of which he disapproves. One of his aims is to use gene drives to insert, quote, suicide genes to eradicate entire mosquito species that spread Zika or malaria. At least that's the stated goal of the Target Malaria Project, in which Gates, the Gates Foundation, has invested $40 million. And now let's consider this, Dr. Anthony Fauci. A longtime protege and partner of Bill Gates is an enthusiastic cheerleader for gene drive, i.e., genetic species manipulation. Critics argue that gene drives pose an existential biosecurity risk to humanity due to their capacity to change or eliminate entire species and to catastrophically alter ecosystems. They are also the ultimate biological weapon. The most psychotic minds in various military and intelligence agencies covet gene drives to breed super soldiers or to mint, quote, apocalypse genes, in quote. Critics fear, justifiably, that nations might one day use, quote, genocide genes. Has that day come? You decide. HBS's gene drive files expose the leading role of the U.S. military in the development of gene drive technology. The U.S. Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, that's DARPA, has spent approximately $100 million researching gene drives. The other primary gene drive investors are Dr. Fauci's National Institute of Health, that's the NIH, and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, which has invested $75 million in research in regard to suicide and anti-fertility genes." At the 2016 United Nations Convention on Biological Diversity, that's COP13, in Cancun, 179 international organizations voted for the UN to impose a global moratorium on gene drives. The opponents of this technology also circulated a letter, quote, a call for. Conservation with a conscience. No place for gene drives in conservation. In quote, Environmentalists are justifiably concerned about unintended consequences if suicide or extinction genes leap species, and why wouldn't they? And for the record also, at the Cancun Climate Conference and the Copenhagen Climate Conferences, there were record cold temperatures in spite of the surrounding areas being above normal temperatures. How does that happen? Welcome to Climate Engineering, a demonstration to those at the conference of the power of climate engineering, chemical ice nucleation, cooldowns, patented processes being used all over the globe, inflicting radically destructive, environmentally destructive weather and temperature whiplash scenarios with toxic chemical ice nucleating elements. This web is very, very vast and complicated. It's important to understand that and gates neck deep in all of it. The twisted web continues to widen. the gene drive emails that were acquired through the Freedom of Information Act requests revealed that, in reaction to the cop thirteen resolution, the Gates Foundation hired quote emerging AG as a dubious organization that has its own belowboard entanglements with Big Pharma and Big AG to sabotage and shut down the diverse and unified international coalition opposing gene drive. The Gates Foundation gave emerging AG one point six million to quote recruit a covert coalition of academics to manipulate the UN decision-making process over gene drives, end quote. The emails reveal that the Gates campaign was part of the billionaire's plan to, quote, fight back against gene drive moratorium proponents, end quote. Emerging Ag secretly mobilized some 65 allegedly, quote, independent scientists for hire. Let's be clear on that. We're talking about science prostitutes. And these science prostitutes were used to along with public officials also hired, were used to form an online, quote, expert group, the UN CBD Online Forum on Synthetic Biology. A senior executive of the Gates Foundation provided these sellout operatives with daily instructions on how to sabotage regulations, undermine the science, discredit advocates, corrupt the process, and subvert democracy. In furtherance of his campaign, Bill Gates simultaneously funded a 2016 report by the U.S. National Academy of Sciences endorsing gene-driving processes. For the record, DARPA co-funded the Whitewash Report with the Gates Foundation. Several media sources cited this. The same U.S. defense research agency, DARPA, who paid for the NAS study, have made it known that they are going all in on the gene-drive research and development of, quote, robust synthetic organisms. There's good reason to be worried, environmental activists stated. As Jim Thomas of the ETC group observed, the fact that gene drive development is now being primarily funded and structured by the US military raises alarming questions about this entire field, "In quote. Well, that's true. But what else is there to know about environmental groups like the ETC group? They themselves are neck deep in official denial of the ongoing climate engineering assault. Just an FYI on that group. Back to Farmer Bill and his interest in synthetic foods. Gates' power, profit, and control agenda appears to drive his commitment to synthesize so-called transhuman laboratory foods and his new massive investments in processed food manufacturing. Gates calls synthetic meat, quote, the future of food. Gates owns patents or has patents pending for over 100 animal proxies from chicken to fish. Gates has invested heavily in Motif FoodWorks a company that makes a variety of synthesized laboratory foods and ingredients. Gates co-funded an entity called Breakthrough Energy in 2015 with other billionaires like Jeff Bezos, Michael Bloomberg, and Mark Zuckerberg, the so-called pandemic profiteers club. For the record, U.S. billionaires have increased their wealth by $1.1 trillion since the lockdown began, while the number of impoverished Americans again has grown by at least 8 million. The collaboration of billionaires has a large stake in an entity known as Beyond Meat, which they co-own with Tyson Foods and Cargill. Beyond Meat makes plant-based GMO and pesticide-laden chicken tacos. Gates and his billionaire planetary plunder club also have big positions in Impossible Foods. That's another entity which uses heat and pressure to produce synthetic burgers and bratwurst from GMO soy. Lab results show that the company's imitation meat contained glyphosate levels 11 times higher than its closest competitor. In June 2020, the Gates oligarchs invested $3.5 million in biomilk, a company that produces synthetic breast milk from, quote, cultured human mammary glands and epithelial cells, end quote. Gates has not explained whether the milk will contain the maternal antibodies present in authentic mother's milk that function to protect infants from infectious diseases or whether the coming generations of bio milk kids will need to rely instead on additional injections of gates gmo vaccines dr vandana shiva observes that bill gates wants to deprive us of good healthy proteins and fats and get us hooked on his synthetic lab-grown toxic food Let's press on. The Gates rabbit hole is deep indeed. This individual needs to be exposed fully. Gates is the creator and largest donor to the United Nations subsidiary, GAVI, GAVI. That's a fraudulent government agency that he created to push his chemical, medical, and food concoctions and conduct proven harmful vaccine experiments on Africans and Indians. Moving on, more fun facts. Since twenty fourteen, the Food and Agricultural Organization of the United Nations funded by the Gates Foundation, has aggressively pushed the use of insect protein, particularly for the poor. Gavi, the organization Gates created, characterizes wasps, beetles, crickets, and other insects as, quote, underutilized food sources, for the poor, of course. Following Gates's lead, Gavi is optimistic that insects will soon be an important food supplement for impoverished and undernourished children. Perhaps in anticipation of that happy day, Gates Foundation has invested in a South African company that makes edible protein from cultivated maggots. Yes, maggots. The company's factory houses a billion flies and produces 22 tons of maggots daily that graze on slaughterhouse municipal and household waste since markets are still immature for maggots as human food gates sells his maggot meal to factory meat operations like those owned by gates's partner tyson foods to feed battery caged chickens and to large-scale fish farms like those owned by unilever a 58 billion dollar multinational which is both a business partner to gates and a grant beneficiary of his peculiar Public charity. As usual, Gates has also mobilized the international agencies that he controls and the large corporations with which he partners to drive his fake food agenda, including, most notably, the Gates-funded World Economic Forum, WEF, which assembles the world's billionaires in Davos each year to plan and plot out humanity's political and economic future, indeed, to plot out our future, period. The WEF's chairman, Klaus Schwab, is the author of the influential book COVID-19 The Great Reset which the WEF has apparently mailed to most of the world's elected officials down to provincial executives Klaus Schwab head of the Bill Gates controlled WEF then makes this point the case that powerful people should use the COVID crisis to impose authoritarian controls pervasive surveillance oppressive new economic models and one world government on a beleaguered terrified and compliant humanity. Ultimately, nature controls the great reset that is about to occur. Climate and biosphere collapse has beat the power structure to the intersection and now they are terrified themselves that they are behind the curve and their attempts to carry out specific agendas and objectives are becoming increasingly transparent for any who don't have their eyes wide shut the gates rabbit hole goes deeper still i'll try to cover more in the next broadcast of global alert news the collapse of the climate the environment of civilization and the human race and indeed the entire web of life are unfolding by the day and even now the vast majority refuse to see the realities that are looming over us denial is epidemic in almost all circles on every side of the fence. Even environmental groups and spiritual institutions are neck-deep in denial. Countless forms of human activity have decimated the planet in the geologic blink of an eye. The single most destructive and globally toxic form of human activity is the ongoing climate engineering assault. It is the crown jewel weapon of the military-industrial complex, a weapon that has allowed controllers to wreak havoc on populations, their food supplies, their health. And all the while, the majority of these same populations and the so-called experts they have been trained to trust aggressively deny the blatantly obvious and rationally undeniable atmospheric aerosol-spraying assault. The sand in the hourglass is running out at blinding speed. If we can yet salvage any part of Earth's remaining life support systems, such an effort starts with exposing and halting the climate engineering, geoengineering insanity in our skies. If we can accomplish that... Every other form of environmentally decimating human activity must also be brought to a halt. Short of such a leap in the right direction, our days are numbered. But no matter how dark the horizon, we're still in this fight. And we need only to make a choice. This choice... To face the gathering storm head on, with unyielding resolve, to make our collective voices heard while we can, to do our individual parts to wake the masses to what's unfolding. This battle can only be fought with an army of the awakened, a critical mass of awareness. This is the only way forward in this fight. Share credible data from a credible source. See the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geodringwatch.org to learn more about how you can help. Make your voice heard. Make every day count. Until next week, this is Dane Wiginton from Watch dot org